Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. If it's your first time here, thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. On this podcast, we talk about video game and movie news and what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. And let's start with the usual, our news. Games. Oh, just kidding. News. Oh, darn. Darn it. (laughs) I must have missed that. Missed the memo. Yeah, I missed the memo here. I didn't (laughs) look at our Google Notes for the document. Yep. So uh, first I'll start off with the kind of delay season news, and most of this only has to affect Sony, but Horizon Zero, Horizon Forbidden West, I keep thinking Horizon Horizon Zero Zero Dawn, Dawn. Forbidden (laughs) West is the title, but it's not. So are they, on a side note then, or is it just officially called Horizon then? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, it's Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. Delayed to 2022. Kind of sucks, but I think a lot of us saw this coming. We only got to see we got to see a gameplay demo, which is more than we can say for some games that we're going to be talking about in the segment I have coming up uh, in the next little bit here. But whatever it takes to get that game stable and making running well, I am completely okay with them doing. I am okay with the delay to make sure that it doesn't become a cyberpunk deal issue here. But they now literally have no first party Sony games coming out this fall then, right? I'm not missing something, am I? No, we have Gran Turismo uh, also being delayed till 2022. Right. I I no guess God, no God of War. No God of War, but I guess if you want to consider Kenna Bridge of Spirits was delayed till September. Mm-hmm. So if you want to consider that fall, that right. was going to be the next right. thing is Kenna well, Bridge of Spirits just being delayed a month. And when do we get uh, Ghostwire Tokyo? I don't think we get that until 2022 okay. either. All right. So that's not coming out either. So again, kind of like last year not that spectacular of a winter season for us to look forward to yeah when it comes to yeah when it comes to games there's so much still in the air yeah with covid really affecting i think a lot of these game studios we were talking about it just you and i where you know we usually have an idea of what the new call of duty is about and at least by this point and nobody has a single clue all we know is it's called call of duty vanguard yeah, we don't God know if it's, that means. we don't know if it's future warfare, if it's past, if we're going back to World War, Vietnam, we have no idea. Other than that, they're supposed to be teasing it in Warzone soon. But Yeah, what I what I will say, say go ahead, go ahead. is Vanguard kind of sounds like a Tom Clancy's future soldier. That's <laughs> yeah. what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. We had talked like you said there, but I'm not really playing Warzone anymore. Um, I don't know if you still are in it or not. So like, I'm probably not, I'm not even going to probably see this just because I'm so done with how bad Warzone has gotten as far as like cheaters and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I guess it's the best way to tease something is to put it in Warzone. But I also got so burned on Cold War, not the single player, but the multiplayer that I don't know that I really care, which is weird for me to say. Yeah. And then the last delay I wanted to talk about was Stray. We didn't really have a release date just in general, but we finally have like a release year, which is early 2022. And we also got a gameplay trailer. Overall, for me, Stray, I didn't know what Stray was going to be. If we're being honest here, I had no idea what this game was going to control or be like. But now we have an idea of you're a cat in a future city with a bunch of robots and you're kind of collecting these things. And also there are bugs that you have to kill with like lights or UV lights or run away (laughs) from them. 
we the the game looks fun. I'm not sure how much you can get a get with just doing that kind of exploration as a cat and running around and running through things. But if the story's enduring enough, uh, hopefully this game shows up and is a good indie title. For yeah, Sony. I'm still fairly excited for this game. I think it'll be fun. I just hope that it stays fun the whole time. Same here. Yeah. Was that that was all the ones right that got delayed? Ryzen, the, yeah, the the major delay news that I heard of, or at least looked up. Okay, um, we'll go with some, I guess, funnier, happier news before we get to some of the heavier stuff that I have. But uh, if you're in Australia and you are looking forward to the McDonald's themed PS5 controllers, you are not going to get them because McDonald's forgot to ask Sony, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> so Sony told them, basically gave them a cease and desist on these controllers that had hamburgers and french fries on them because they weren't asked which is how do you how do you do that <laughs> like how does it make past uh the corporate level without asking sony i just don't understand i feel like they built like this prototype and they were supposed to maybe or maybe the social media person got a hold of it and went oh i needed to post this yeah and then without them knowing it's like oh we needed to ask sony for this and now now they're <laughs> late time. yeah yeah I thought the controller looked all right. I did yeah. like the red and white scheme for it. I didn't care much for the, you know, fries and the Big Mac on <laughs> on the grips. Yeah, but it didn't it didn't look terrible. I've no, there's worse controllers out there, um, but it doesn't matter. So I guess if you do manage to somehow get your hands on one, it's going to be worth a ton. Because yeah, probably, probably. Not, I don't know if there's any out there besides the prototype. There's probably like three. Yeah, probably three and McDonald's <laughs> has them all. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, speaking of PlayStation news, I will uh, go ahead and put in that PS5 is finally going to support M.2. Right now, this software update is in beta, so it hasn't been released out to the public yet, but you can sign up for the beta program via uh, Sony. So if you just go in beta program Sony or PS5, it's like the first link you can find there and you can sign up for it. I didn't. I haven't gotten my link yet, but... Before you go out and rush to buy an M.2, you need to read the description of what fits. Yep. So for the most part, there is very specific like measurements it needs to fit. It needs to be a certain amount. They suggest it be a certain read-write speed. And also, they don't have a heat sink in there. <laughs> right. Which, yes, M.2s are these very tiny things, but if you're running them pretty hard, they get hot. So you need to have a heat sink. And some of them only come... Like some of them, most of them don't have heat sinks. And that's like an enclosed area where the PlayStation would probably get really hot if you're running the SD, if you're running the M.2 drive pretty hard. Yeah. So just just wait, I would say, until Sony kind of they have a list of what you could get. But I would just wait. I think it's Fire Cuda was kind of the first one that said, oh, we have the first one that will work for PlayStation and it's got a heat sink and it has all this. They're right now temporarily sold out. So there's enough people <laughs> buying these things right now that you can't even get them. But at least we're finally seeing some headway on this portion, considering that we just talked about all the delays in 2022. There's a decent amount of games. It seems like Sony's working on in 2022. Yeah, so. the, all the stuff that came out because originally I read it. I was like, oh, sweet. They're finally doing that. I don't have an issue on my PlayStation with running out of space yet, because obviously I play mostly on the Xbox. Um, but I think for me, I don't think it's worth the headache trying to figure out which one's going to work and worrying about it overheating in my PlayStation. I would rather wait for 
like an official Sony one. Like, can can we not make one that just plugs in USB? Can we not do that like Xbox did? <laughs> no, because they because yeah. they didn't build a port for that. That right. was the problem. Yeah. If they had a port for it, maybe it'd be different. I don't know. I mean, I'll probably, in all honesty, I probably end up won't even end up messing with it. Period. And just like my PS4, which was only 500 gigabytes, I was just very selective as far as what was installed and what got uninstalled. Pretty much any time I finished a game, I just automatically uninstalled it to make yeah. room for the next one, which is a pain, especially with how long it takes to install games. But it's the price you pay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, also on happier news for me anyway, I don't know about everybody else. Uh, the X-Men Arcade one up is in what well, wasn't pre-order status. And I think I don't know if it's out yet or not, but I did get the uh, promotional email today that the Simpsons arcade one up will be up for pre-order at the end of this month. Um, so X-Men and the Simpsons were like, man, those were two of the games that I played so much of as a kid. Those, so, the, those are the two that I know as classics, especially yeah, the Simpsons exactly. one. I mean, it's a very quick video they put up kind of showing you what it looks like. Uh, the big thing to me, though, is it does still have like the uh, the rolling ball in the middle that you used in the original Simpsons game. So that's pretty cool that they're staying completely, you know, true to the subject material here, even though it is a small cabinet. Um, I'd still just have my NBA jam. I don't plan on getting any more until I move potentially probably to my basement where I can yeah. actually line them up. But I for sure want the X-Men and for sure the Simpsons because that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to try to keep up with more of the happy news here as <laughs> Fortnite announces a concert tour with Ariana Grande. And this story was announced on most multiple outlets. I got mine from IGN. But the funny thing about it, and maybe it was just me, uh, the Ariana Grande picture they look, I thought they were like, I thought Ariana Grande was going to be like a skin in League of Legends or something <laughs> like that. And I wasn't alone. People replied to that tweet and liked it and thought like, yeah, this looks like a a weird skin for, for Ariana Grande to be in Fortnite, but uh, Fortnite is going to be doing a concert series is what it looks like. And okay. Yeah. Uh, with, with concerts still being such in the air with COVID and COVID Delta strand now becoming more of a thing. I feel like this is probably like the artist is only really way to be getting a lot of revenue because I know with, with how artists do, they make a lot of their money on tour. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the best way for them to do it is this kind of virtual tour. And I guess, you know, I have to say I'm interested to see what it looks like. You know, the Travis Scott one, the Marshmallow one, I imagine the performance has to be pretty flashy if yeah. it's Ariana Grande. So hmm. it's a it's a cool idea that they keep doing. It's just never enough for me to actually install Fortnite and do it i guess but the idea is cool if they did it in like apex i would do it i'd be there yeah <laughs> <laughs> depending on who it is i guess but there's just like... a concert going on in the middle <laughs> of all of it like you can still fight people in the yep. game still going on but you just got you know <laughs> insert nice artist soundtrack. here yeah. yeah you have insert artist here playing music in the background and dancing yeah. and fireworks and stuff yeah, I mean, good on Fortnite because time and time again, they just keep reinventing ways to get people to play the game. Yeah. So we're hot off the LeBron James skin, and now we're going right into Ariana Grande. So hats off to them, getting people still playing that game. Yeah. All right, do we want to get into obnoxious news, I guess, the sad news with Blizzard? 
let me just say that Halo Infinite multiplayer beta did launch over yes. the week. We didn't get that. We didn't get the key, unfortunately. Nope. I did try. But <laughs> the first day was pretty hectic. Uh, really, nobody could get in. But overall, multiplayer does seem to run pretty well and looks good. Uh, there is a battle pass that they did mention that they were going to do. And it's just kind of nice to see that Halo is making those strides into being released whenever that is. Because, again, there's no hard release date yep. for Halo Infinite. And we do know that the multiplayer is going to be free to play. So, so since, we can really... since this is out there and people have touched it and played the game, does that give you more hope that it's going to come out this year? I think so. At least yeah. beta. At least right. the multiplayer could probably come out. There's still a chance that the physical storyline main part of the game does not come out. But You think they would release the multiplayer without the single player? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I just don't see them doing that. I just if the single player is not ready, I just I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it would seem so weird to be like, here's the multiplayer and you can play the campaign maybe next year. Maybe. Yeah. Never. <laughs> well, like one one way to look at it and how I've been looking at it is like Sony just delayed a lot of their major titles into 2022. Mm -hmm. If there's a tr if there is a time for Xbox to strike, it's this holiday season. Switch isn't coming out with a new model other than the OLED model, which, again, if you're buying, good for you. But also, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's not that many games or at least, you know. Triple um, A exclusive games other than, you know, we've got Forza Horizon 5 mm -hmm. and Halo for Xbox. And those are, you know, the numbers were released this week that Forza Horizon 4 is the second best selling xbox exclusive of all time right behind halo combat evolved yeah. so you know this there's a lot of hype about this game and there's a lot of hype about xbox and i feel like you have to have it out this year or people are the hype for infinite is going to die down and completely it feels like a november release to me i think that, so too that like november seems pretty. yeah your diehards are gonna buy it in november and then you still have the parents buying it for Christmas in December. So it just, it feels like that's what it's going to be. Yeah. I think you release it on the anniversary of the one year anniversary of the series X. I think yeah. that's what you do. That'd be very cool. I just want to play it. Like I'm not yeah. like the biggest halo fan in the world, but like, I just want to play it. I want to play the multiplayer again. The multiplayer is fun. Yeah. And I want to play the story mode just because yeah. I'm interested to see like where this ends up going. And yep. you know, it, we were away from master chief. We now have this budget Cortana and uh, <laughs> we just we just have to see. I'm, I am really excited to for Halo for when it comes out, but I don't want Halo to get bogged down in all the other games that come out in 2022. So this is like it's time to shine, at least yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, true. Or I'll cross our fingers for something new this holiday besides Far Cry. <laughs> yeah, Far Cry. Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad one. I mean, worst case scenario, we'll have Horizon. I'll, I'll find some wood to knock on that that doesn't get delayed until next year. Not Horizon Forbidden West, Forza Horizon. Yeah, yeah, Forza Horizon. <laughs> yep. I think we're fine there. Yeah. So the Blizzard stuff. Blizzard uh, stuff. <laughs> it's still ongoing. I feel like the more I read, the the angrier I get. Um, that I had that video surface. I don't know if you saw it about the lady who asked a question way back when at a BlizzCon about... Uh, better female representation in the game specifically on how they were dressed and they kind of laughed her off yeah. um that you know we have uh alan brack which is he's the president right 
Yes, the president of Blizzard. Right. He stepped down amid all this. Um, They're losing Overwatch sponsors. It kind of seems to be crumbling pretty, pretty fast here. Yeah, Um, lead game designer is also left. I did not get the name uh, of the lead game designer. It doesn't look like anybody reported it, at least as far as I can tell, or Mm -hmm. when I looked at the or when I looked at that news earlier today, but this, it kind of feels like this could be the end yeah. of, of at least this reign of blizzard. I don't think blizzard will go away because it is such a huge company, but I do feel that we are, there's going to be a new reign mm-hmm. of people coming in to try to start a new era of blizzard. And rightfully so, you know, uh, Jay Allen Brack left because his names were coming up in a lot of these sexual allegations and, if you're stepping down, you really can't admit more guilt. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, than than that, but they they've been on this downward spiral ever since BlizzCon two years ago, where they released, you know, what was it, the Diablo? Yeah, the, the mobile, the mobile yeah. one. Yep. And they go like, "What? You guys aren't on your cell phones? Hee hee hoo hoo." Yeah. It's just like, it, they've, it, it, they've always had that attitude, and like. I don't know if we just didn't notice as much or like because of how good the games were, then we put up with it maybe, or we like blocked it out of our minds. But now like all those videos are coming up of old BlizzCons and just the way they've acted. And you just realize like they, they've been horrible for a long, long time. Yeah. It's, it's really, I'm glad this is coming to light, but I do feel really sad for some of these employees. Like Mm -hmm. they have to be going through a hard time, especially people that don't have anything to do with this lawsuit and hopefully, you know, no matter what happens are that the people who the people who are making the games, the people who are, you know, doing a lot of the work are the ones that get to keep their jobs as long as they are doing anything bad and also find, you know, whether they move on to a new studio and they're happier there or they stay at the studio and help bring a new culture in or something like that. That's really the only way I can think of it, because. I was thinking about it today after reading this news about seeing like, is could this could Blizzard really go down? Like, could is this big of a company of an empire just willing to falter? And with this, you know, this is a big enough thing where this is where studios go. Yeah, we have to dissolve. Like, there's so much bad press for us yep. that, you know, anybody taking over the president position here, which I know there's two people going to be doing the co-presidency stuff now that. If if Overwatch 2 or Diablo 4 does not sell well or the Diablo 2 remaster does not sell well, you're looking at this is like kind of the the midway point, the climax of a company just absolutely um, like tearing itself apart. And eventually, you know, there's a chance that Blizzard doesn't make it through this and that they have to dissolve. And hopefully those people that that work and don't and haven't done anything bad can get new jobs. Yeah, I think. Regardless of what happens, people are going to buy the Diablo 2 remake. You know they are. Um, It's such a big part of... It's a big part of my childhood growing up was playing Diablo 2. I know I'm not the only one, but they they have to do a lot of work to show that they're going to change and are willing to change to win me specifically back over, but I think a lot of people. So I think they do need to kind of gut all of the leadership I think you can still keep the name, but you have to get out there now and say that you're making the changes and doing what needs to be done. Um, or yeah, your, your big games that are supposed to be making you millions of dollars are just not going to happen. 
Yeah, it's it's really sad to see where all this is gone. Uh, you know, Overwatch League is huge. I'm wondering how this is going to be affected by Overwatch League because you again had said sponsors are pulling out. Yep. So your Overwatch League and where the money comes from, sponsors, uh, you're not going to have them anymore. And if that's the case, Overwatch League is it going to be profitable? And then those players who have nothing to do with any of this uh, end up losing their jobs and having to find something new. It's yeah. It's really sad for all these people, but you know this is this this kind of stuff can't go down like anymore. Like yep. it shouldn't have happened in the first place. But you know there are always these horrible st- stories about game studios doing you know crunch, people sleeping in offices, not getting paid, and that kind of thing. That's like one thing. This is on a whole nother scale with sexual allegations and that kind of thing. So yep. yeah, yeah. Blizzard, if if I were you and if I were your PR person, I'm getting in front of a camera and I am, you know, saying sorry about 50 times <laughs> and show and outlining the steps. And that hopefully that's what they're doing is yeah. outlining the steps to make it so that way there's better women representation in Blizzard and in video games as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, I think they're going to have to go into Diablo 4 specifically and probably change some character models around because you know the way they probably have it set up now is not going to go over well. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. But, but I, I don't even... I, I'm, I'm out of words at this point with them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they they handled this really poorly and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm... Where I'm also kind of waiting for Activision to just drop them and be like, hey, like, I don't think so. If I'm being honest, like you said, Diablo is such a huge part of some of like some people's lives. And no matter kind of how bad the company is, probably people will still support it. Mm -hmm. But uh, their future games and everything else like that, they they need to get a hold of this quick because it just seems that more information is leaking out and more people, you know, seem to be stepping down and if your president steps down i can only imagine how far some of this disgusting behavior leaked yeah down and 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 i can't imagine how long they got away got away with it for it's it's really sickening how to to even think that this probably could have been going on for you know five ten however many years it has been going on Mm -hmm. yep but yeah uh if We'll we'll leave the sad news beside us. I did prepare a little bit of a segment because Sweet. it is the first week of August and I officially declare like August sports game season. Yes, because we're about to start getting the Madden, the FIFA, the NBA 2K22 and NHL 22. So I've compiled the release dates for all of them and a lot of the new features coming into each of these games. So people are aware that, you know, uh, I get the games are kind of changing, but you'll see what I mean here. So first off, I'll talk about Madden 22 coming out August 20th. So later this month where we're supposed to be getting better next like game day feel. So it's going to be better presentation wise. Uh, there are now field advantages, like, for example, the Miami Dolphins field. Like if there is the way they built it is that the opponent is in the sun more. So they're supposed the players are supposed to get exhausted faster that's kind of their thinking between the home field advantages and a bunch of franchise updates, which is what everybody complained about last year. Yep. I love sports games. I, I hate that I love them, but I love Madden. I love a lot of these sports games. But uh, if if you were a new player 
Craig coming into, yes. you know, and wanting to play Madden next gen, what kind of like what kind of things are important to you that they do? Like what would get you to play this game? You mean like having never played a Madden game? Or, or no, or, you, or, even, oh. or even as a seasoned veteran, oh. like yeah. are you are you anywhere interested in Madden twenty two right now? Is I it? mean, I played a decent amount of it last year, and that's the first time in probably three or four years that I've put that much time into a Madden game. Um, but you could tell that like even having dabbled in it for the past four years, it still didn't seem like much had changed. Um, you need for one, it needs to look a lot better than this last year's did. I don't think it looked terrible, but like you expect a bigger jump. Like I think NBA did a good job with their next gen version this past year. I thought, being, thought so too. Yeah. Being like, this is, what next gen sports are going to start looking like, and then we'll improve on it. Whereas Madden kind of was like, I don't know. They, it, it seems like their character models have never been the greatest. Um, but I definitely need up, updated graphics. I definitely need, I'm a big fan of the story modes that they did for like a yeah. couple years there. I would like to see that back. Um, and yeah, just a, a deeper, franchise mode um i fell real hard into the nba franchise mode not the creative player this like last month and just the amount of stuff you can do there i need that in madden just something to you know give me control of everything down to i don't know if madden still does but i remember back in the day you even had control over like ticket prices and concession prices in so your you franchise can- yeah, you can do that in like there's like franchise mode where you're the coach and then there's the owner mode where mm-hmm. you get to decide all that kind of stuff and luckily for you, I did read that like the superstar mode, they are expanding that to okay. where there's going to be more decisions. You can play more positions, whether it's there. I think they're adding linebacker uh, there. And I think they're adding a couple other positions, but it's not just like quarterback, running back, wide receiver right. like it was last year. Uh, so good. Good on their part. I'm yep. hoping I'm hoping Madden 22 is this bigger leap like. I don't know how good it's going to look. That's always the problem with these yearly games, especially yearly sports games that come out. Mm-hmm. I never, I get excited for them, but I try to keep my hype control down because I think this Madden looks exactly the same as it did last year. But yeah, I agree again, from what we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. Again, August 20th is when that comes out next up. And you'll know a lot, uh, a lot more about like what you want with this game than, my, than I do, but it'll be NBA 2K22. That comes out September 4th. And really the only thing that's been released was a small trailer and promises about better gameplay. Yeah. So the gameplay from from what I've played, and this was the first year I really got into NBA, where like the gameplay wasn't old to me, but a seasoned vet like yourself probably finds that the gameplay has been pretty pretty much the same throughout the couple the uh these couple years here, no? Yeah. Um for the past couple of years, I spent most of it, almost all of it in the my player. And then this year I kind of fell off of it, the my player. And then I just started playing more of the franchise or GM mode. So I think the gameplay, I don't think you really need to change it that much. I think it's very good where it's at. The character models are very good. Um, I just think all the emphasis at this point needs to go into your my player and the city, right? Like the city that they did this past year was fine, but it's been the same thing with little changes for multiple years. I know they have said that they are putting a big emphasis on the the city this year with more things to do, you know, like for the past three or four years, it's been, you can go to the barber, you can go to the tattoo shop, 
you can go work out and you can go to like the store to buy clothes and that's pretty much it like there needs to be more there the your apartment your high-rise apartment has been the same apartment for like three years straight nothing changes so like they need to put the work into that um because i'm such a huge fan of my player but like i just couldn't do it this year because it was so like oh this is the same thing that i've done for five years now so that's where i need all the emphasis to be i need that to change yeah and like nba 2k22 i'm definitely going to be getting it Mm -hmm. uh just because i did have so much fun with this year's one but my my biggest problem for me is like their controls like to get to do some of the more advanced stuff seems so hard. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I play a very basic game of NBA. I would never go online with the way I play, (laughs) but you know, trying to set up like pick and rolls is this button. And then to, to get the player to do it, you press this button. There's, I just wish that there was a little bit better tutorial wise and something where I could pick more of what I wanted to learn. Cause when I played the tutorial last year, it was more like, okay, here's how to do all the ball skills. Mm-hmm. And you really can't, you have to get through all the ball skills to start getting through, okay, set this pick, do this, do that, that kind of thing, and set your defense on the fly. Because that's something that they pride themselves on. And what basketball's like a lot of fun is that the sport is always constantly going for the most part, other than when somebody scores. So being able to adjust on the fly is something that's supposed to, you know, bring you to that next step of, um, immersion into the game like you're almost coaching your own team Mm -hmm. next up for this is going to be fifa 22 coming out october 1st and the only thing that we really know about and what they keep won't shut up about really (laughs) is hypermotion which is a next gen exclusive technology where the teams are going to more move like real football does and it's kind of hard to explain if you've never played football or watched it but defenders are supposed to like keep a high line so more more times off sides are being called player movement is supposed to be a lot more realistic uh where like the elite players can stop on a dime and then change direction and you know speed up and pass people so like fifa 22 is probably the one i'm most excited about to be honest they're making more adjustments into the career mode, which I like. I loved. I really like the FIFA career mode, despite the fact that there's not very good voice acting in it, if at all. And there's <laughs> yeah. uh, like the kind of it's supposed to be a lot better customization as well. So I look forward to FIFA 22, but I need to see more. As much as I like would love to get into FIFA Ultimate Team, I've, I, I don't want to touch that almost ever again. It's been so bad. that kind of stuff so we see what happens with with fifa 22 now what was what what is your thinking on this you played Um, okay yeah i'm almost hands off on fifa because i play it every year but not for very long um i i'm just not as big of a fan of the sport so to me like it's a fun game fifa's always been a fantastic game to me like it, it feels pretty good it controls well it's just not something that I've ever like spent hours and hours playing. I've never touched Ultimate Team, thank God. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all. That's your area of expertise, not mine. <laughs> Fair enough. And Best then the last, exactly. And then <laughs> yep. the last one, which is probably the most infuriating to me, mm-hmm. is NHL 22. And I love <laughs> hockey. I really yeah. do. Uh, but literally, there is nothing on this game. Uh, there's no release date. Last year, 
NHL was really the only game to not release a next gen version. Right. So you would think that this game would be what you're most excited for because they took a year, I think, to develop this new version. But the fact that nobody's seen anything about it is what really gets me nervous. Yeah. Um, my my main fault with NHL right now is that it is just menus, 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 and more menus. Like playing franchise mode is a disaster because it is just it. You have to get through 17 different menus to get what you're trying to do. And the gameplay has been the same for a long time. Like there's only so much you can do when it comes to like the realism of hockey. But I feel like in a lot of these games, what I don't feel is like the speed, like we're kind of going through this younger generation of hockey now where everything is about speed and putting pressure on the defense and getting behind them to score. So, you know, I, I hope we see something soon, which is why I think like COVID is affecting these game developers a lot more because we usually have an idea about the new call of duty. We usually know more about just games in general right now. And in HL 22, nobody knows anything about, and I guess we'll see what comes out when they do. I hope that they, they make it a better game in general, but um, NHL 22, while has the most potential, also has the most downside because it's an unknown quantity. Yeah, I love hockey games. I think they're so much fun, but it feels like EA has given up on NHL to me. I don't know. Yeah. Like This last year, yeah, it was awful. Um, it wasn't good, and it was almost like it was a promise of, well, this one's not good because the next one's going to be the true next-gen one. But it doesn't even seem like that's the case. We should have at least seen something by now, like the cover at least, right? Do we have a cover yet? No, there's yeah. no announcement of a cover athlete. When does it normally come out? So I believe it comes out right before the start of the season, which okay. would be um, at the end of September or the okay. start of October. I'm going to look up when it came out last. NHL last 21 year. says February 26th of this year. Is that right? That doesn't no. sound right. October. No. October. October. Okay, yeah. Yep. October is usually the start of the season. Okay. So, so we got a couple months, right? Yeah. Two months. But yeah, we don't have a cover athlete. We have nothing. So I don't know what's going on. It makes me a little nervous because I, I do want to play. Like, I don't watch a lot of hockey, but I also don't watch a lot of golf, and I enjoy playing golf games. So yeah. NHL to me is just a fun video game concept. So I just need them to figure out what next gen means to nhl quick <laughs> yeah no kidding i just i hope like the player models are also retextualized like you we are we are now in like this age of new realism where like fifa players look dead on like them like themselves sometimes madden players are usually wearing a helmet so you usually can't see them as much yep. and with nba it's the same thing like we are on a next version of realism where hockey players you can get away with like getting a really realistic, you know, Claude Giroux from the Flyers or um, mm -hmm. Ovechkin or Connor McDavid as well. And like those are the all star players, probably not Claude Giroux, but sorry, I'm not I'm not going to get into <laughs> sports here, but um, like they have a chance to really push themselves and push this game to the next like to the next level. And the fact that we haven't heard anything is just what is what keeps me so down on this game in general. And, 
you know, this is the season of sports games. You know, we mm-hmm. get this time every year. Um, Madden's going to be the first one out as per usual. Uh, I I hope in overall for these games that the second year really is building on what these next-gen consoles can do. I know that these developers usually have these consoles way farther in advance than we ever got our hands on them, but I know that there's kind of pressure when it comes to making the game playable on last gen and this gen. So hopefully they're just there's a lot better, I guess, time management when it comes to getting these new games out and making it making more of a difference on next gen. Yeah, agreed. But that's that, the end of my segment. Well, we have one we can't I personally can't skip over in okay. the sports game genre, and that would be uh, WWE 2K22. That Um, is more your forte, isn't it? (laughs) um, We've seen a short teaser trailer. Um, I watch a lot of wrestling and like SummerSlam is coming up this month and it's sponsored by WWE 2K22. But we still haven't seen anything other than a a 15 second teaser trailer. Um, The problem I have is obviously they didn't do one last year because of how bad 2K20 was. So they said we're taking a year off to get it right, which absolutely go ahead. What scares me is the sheer amount of wrestlers this past year that have been let go um, makes the roster very worrisome. Like, yeah, you have a lot of big name wrestlers who are no longer with the company. So I don't know. Do you fill it up with legends then? Uh, You're going to have to do something because there's just not a whole lot of people to pick from anymore. Um, I don't know. Maybe you go heavier on the NXT side of thing, like the younger wrestlers, but. Yeah, I want this game to be good. I really enjoy playing these games. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoy the game so much that like I played a lot of 2K20, even though I knew it was terrible. I just wanted to play it. Um, So a lot of pressure, at least I think from for me that this game has to deliver a true next gen makeup for the last one wrestling game. And I'm nervous, too, because still no release date. Um, I think it usually comes out in October as well. So they do have a little bit of time. Maybe at SummerSlam, they finally reveal it. But uh, they got a lot of work to do to mend the broken bridges. Yeah, and on past podcasts, I I have talked about how much I really did like the old WWE games and how Mm -hmm. much fun they were, where recent ones really haven't been my style. But what uh, WWE 20 did was they brought back kind of that story mode thing. Yes, the story mode was broken, and it really wasn't the greatest story mode, but right. with a year off, they might have been able to actually write some really good storylines mm-hmm. for a created wrestler. So that's what I'm excited for. The trailer showed off Rey Mysterio, who's my favorite yep. wrestler when I was a kid. So if if uh, if they're... And it looks good. And yep. if they're going to be putting that, like... If they put the time into it necessary where they were able to have an entire year to an entire two years to make this game so if this game kind of isn't leaps and bounds above what 20 was i really think you're going to have a hard time selling you know even wrestling fans on getting 22 yep like agreed you know at some point you have to look and if it's barely any difference you're going to go well what did you do for two years (laughs) right (laughs) yeah there's a lot of questions in sports games this year a lot yeah, and hopefully they're answered well. You know, there's a lot of games that have to make a lot of big steps where I think if we both like we both look at it like last year for me, the best sports game was NBA. 
Yeah. And they did a really good job of making sure that you knew that their next gen was going to be different. And that's what I really loved about NBA is that that was the next gen like version that felt different mm-hmm. uh, than any of the other games where Madden tweaked a couple things and make player motion more realistic. Yeah, that weather, and, right? And yeah, those weird was... replays. Yeah. The... <laughs> Forget what that was called. <laughs> that's their next gen, true next gen stats. Yeah, true next that's gen what... stats. Ugh, yeah, gosh. it was. <laughs> it's fun for like the first two times you see it. I really hope that they <laughs> that they fix that. I hope that the replay systems are going to be better. Yeah. The broadcasting is going to be better. It's just like there's so much like awe and vigor in uh, game NFL games today, especially in pre games where, you know, you have teams walking out a bit more and it's a lot more exciting than mm-hmm. what what they show off now is just the players, you know, just in front of a black screen with some smoke. And that yep. kind of thing. So they they just really need to capture, I think, like the attitude of some of like the players, because like you've got players like Baker Mayfield that are like they embody attitude at the quarterback. And then you've got somebody like Tom Brady, who is supposed to be, you know, this more stoic yeah. sort of uh, player. So hopefully they end up getting a little bit more of the player's personality because that's what people want. They mm-hmm. want, you know, the not just that they're the team plays well, but that they're they feel like the 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 player they're playing as is true to what they're to what he is in real life. True. Yo, all right, so that's the end of my <laughs> sports sports next gen game segment and hopefully uh I can't wait to talk about all these games when they come out later. We have now officially moved over to a sports podcast. Sorry everybody. <laughs> so, let's talk about the the the, the uh, NBA free agency there we just go. opened up the let's other day. Let's just get right into it. <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll get into games we played. Yep. So for me, it's going to be Neo. The world ends with you and the mobile game near reincarnation, which I does feel like needs to be talked about a little bit. But all right. What did did you play? So I have started the ascent. Uh, I have lethal league blaze and I played a whole ton of dead space. The original. There we go. Yep. Here, uh, why don't you talk about your experience with Dead Space? First? All right. So obviously I've played through all three. I've beaten all three, but it's been a long time. Um, I've had it installed on my Xbox since forever. Um, it's just been sitting there. And once, you know, we got the Dead Space remake announcement, which probably is a couple years off. Um, it kind of renewed my interest to be like, I should go back and see if that game holds up as well as I remember it. Um, I can definitely say that it does. The graphics are definitely dated. There's not a whole lot that a Series X can do to make it look good when it's a game from 2008, I think. Um, So it's definitely got that PS3 360 look to it. But the things that stand out to me are the sound design is still insane to this day. It's just the constant like there's whispering that is in the audio that especially when you're wearing headphones is just unnerving. It's like a constant like low, like very low volume female whispering that is feels like it's like right behind you and it just throws you off every time. Um, that feeling of like creeping around corners because you know they're going to come out of the vents um, or, you know, they'll put uh, an item on the ground right in front of a vent and you're kind of creeping up to it because you know something's going to pop out, but then nothing does. But then you turn around and something else pops out from a different spot just to throw you off. I think is what made Dead Space so good. Um, it's still 
the controls are good. He's Isaac's a little slow. You do have like a sprint button, but he is a very slow character. Yeah. Um, aiming is a little bit clunky, but I think with the remake, I'm sure they're going to fix that to make it more fluid. But man, the game still holds up. I love Dead Space. I can't wait. I'll probably end up playing through all three. I know we had talked about co-oping the third one um, for like a stream. That could be fun. But these games are just great. I recommend if you haven't played it for sure, play it. Um, you could technically wait until the remake comes out, but it's it's still a long ways off. So you could probably find it for what? Probably five bucks somewhere. Pick it up. Definitely play it. Really, really good. Yeah, you'd probably have a hard time finding Dead Space 1, the mm-hmm. original, but you could probably find 2 and 3 without much of a problem, which 2 yeah. was like the best in the series by a yeah. lot of critics' acclaims, which I tend to agree. 2 was really, really good. Yep. And 3 kind of steered off with all the ideas that they were going off of. Yeah. But that's good. Uh, I'm happy to hear that Dead Space still kind of lives up to that that creepiness. Maybe oh, that's yeah. not something they need to change too much when the new one comes out. Yeah. So I'll talk about the minor one first. Near okay. Reincarnation. Uh, it is a mobile game and there isn't much to talk about, but I will say <laughs> like the game has you start off and it's very, very weird where you're playing as a little girl and you're following this character or this character called Mama is telling you what to do. And she's like literally a little like. I want you to imagine like Casper the ghost, okay. but he has like a white cloth over him. That's that. That's all it is. Like it's okay. It, it's it's like a little tiny like kid dressed up in a white ghost thing. I'm it's it's kind of strange, but how the gameplay goes and it's it's really remedial. But you you drag the character and it kind of moves in this environment that I will admit for on a tablet looks pretty good. Okay, and you she's kind of dumping all this lore onto you and all this different stuff. And then where the true gameplay quote unquote comes in is when you go to like battle, like there are these stories. So in the prologue section, you're doing this story about a bounty hunter and uh, a bounty hunter trying, kind of coming across this kid and his mechanical bodyguard. And it kind of tells you everything that's going on. And eventually, you know, you use these characters to fight one another and the climax and it's kind of like this weird turn based, but the characters move on their own. Like I want you to kind of imagine Final Fantasy 13 okay. combat where as long like they attack on their own, but you have to activate their abilities in order to win or their special moves. There isn't much to it. And the game is a gotcha game where you can get characters from near automata right now, probably near replicant and probably other crossover events will happen as well. But overall, um, the game's all right. I don't mind it at all. And I think uh, the stories that they have been telling are interesting enough to me to keep me involved. I, I'm i not playing this game for like five hours at a time. <laughs> I kind of go in there, uh, collect all, you know, your daily stuff. I do maybe like a couple of the stories and then I just kind of go out and, uh, and then I just kind of get out. It's no more than like 10 minutes, which for me is what I need to do with a mobile game. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing with Fire Emblem Heroes. Like I've been playing that game for th- for however long it's been out. I think it's been five or six years now, it feels like. And it's not a game that I need to come back to every day. I can just come in, do what I want to do, play a couple story modes if I want, and then just get back to my normal life. It doesn't need to gross me in a way that kind of scares me off. I already play too many video games. <laughs> it's true. We don't have time for full-on mobile games that are going to steal four hours of your day. Exactly. I just don't. We don't have the time for it. 
I just still have a like I look funny at mobile games. I'm just like, ew, mobile games, even though like it, it, <laughs> it's not the case anymore and it hasn't been for a long time. It's just I can't get over that stereotype of being like, I don't want to play a game on my phone or a tablet. Yeah. Yeah, I completely understand that. Uh, all right. So The Ascent um, came out on PC and Xbox. It is on Game Pass. So if you have that, you can pick it up for free. This was originally announced as a launch game for the Series X. And here we are in September, finally getting it. Almost a, almost a year later. Yeah. Um, top down Diablo style uh, twin stick shooter, I guess, is the best way to say it. Um, you do get a lot of Diablo vibes. You are leveling up. You are changing out equipment and guns and all that kind of stuff. But at its core, it's, you know, aim with your right analog stick and fire um, at enemies. And I will say that so far, the game looks fantastic. It pulls off the cyberpunk look very well. Um, even though like your character is small on the screen, the environments are extremely detailed. It's insane. Um, the character itself moves insanely slow unless I'm missing some sort of uh, like sprint button. I don't think there is. So I literally end up just rolling across <laughs> the, because it's just quicker, yeah. um, but like painfully slow, which is bothering me. Uh, and it is like you the. The I guess the story here is that you're on a planet. I don't remember the name of the planet, but in order to get there, you literally si sign your life away to be a slave to work off your debt for getting there. And this game like really hones in on the fact that you're going to be doing menial tasks forever, because so far all I've done has been like, go fix this sewage pump. It's broken. There's stuff flying out all over the place. Um, it's just like really boring mundane tasks and i'm sure it's going to get like more involved as you go um but so far it the game itself is fun the story isn't really grabbing me it's been just shooting things and seeing how pretty the environment looks is what's keeping me going um i do have two friends that say they are going to play it with me so maybe that'll keep me more interested enough to get through it but as of right now playing on your own i don't know that it's something that you're gonna stick with unless you're like die hard into twin stick shooters yeah yeah everything i've seen from the game it looks pretty cool mm -hmm. uh and it's just like those like twin sticks shooter over the top games have been i don't know they've been really hard for me to get into or at least play by myself like you mentioned mm -hmm. so you know if if i were to get it i'd probably play it with friends as well i think yep. it's actually available on on game pass for pc as well so that might be something yep. i have to look into and it's cross-platform so you can play with your pc friends and vice versa with xbox which is nice Cool. I probably have to look into it. So mm -hmm. we will. We'll have to see about that. I know that was a very kind of hyped game, despite like the, the gameplay like for it isn't usually what's hyped for the right. for the new generation. Now, kind of my big game of the week is Neo. The world ends with you. This is a follow up to the world ends with you. The uh, it's been, I believe people have been waiting almost like 14 years or 10 years for the next uh, installment in this franchise, and they finally get one. Now, the this version of the game plays so much better. Uh, the Nintendo DS version, you use the touch screen to input commands and like swiping would be an attack. Holding it, you could make like a line of fire if you hold, then drag, that kind of thing. Those kind of controls can get really finicky. And especially like when I was playing it on the Switch, it did not play well at all. But I'm happy to report that the Neo Neo World Ends With You doesn't play like that, and it's a lot smoother. I am enjoying this combat a lot more. And 
this game overall, I'm having a decent amount of fun with. The music is really good. I really like the music for this game and Tetsuya Nomura and the Square Enix team, like Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, all those games have really good soundtracks and this one's no different. You can definitely, you know, find some bops to add to your uh, Spotify video <laughs> game playlist. And the uh, and and that's kind of where the good stops with the game. I want to say just because the the story itself, if you haven't played the first one, can get really confusing. Like if you're a new one, a new player, the game doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, there are a lot of callbacks to old characters that people aren't going to get and won't feel like such a payoff. So if you're going to be looking to getting into this game, instead of playing the the world ends with you final remix on switch i would just tell you to watch a youtube video or something because trust me you don't want to go through the frustration of playing that <laughs> and maybe you'll like it but i could not stand it if i'm being honest so we have that and then these character archetypes for them are just so weird um and it's and it can be borderline annoying like your main character Rindo is like the it's the kind of character I like. He's quiet. He's he's a leader in a kind of way, and the world tends to revolve around him without making too much. Of, he doesn't make his own imprint, is what I'll say so far in the story. But his friend like can be really annoying. He calls him Rindude, and there are these <laughs> other players that like you you get these other players and they kind of join your party. And one like talks in math. He's like. <laughs> zeptoids zeptograms of you know he's talking in percentages as well like these archetypes are really weird and it's going to be something where if, if you can't get over that this game is not going to get you and uh that's what makes it hard to recommend this game knowing that yes it's another anime game that i've played i played hundreds of these things and it the the characters don't like feel grounded in reality in any way you know that's what persona 5 did a very good job of is the characters didn't really have these really super outlandish quirks that made them really hard to just uh, that made them like really hard to understand where this dude just he started speaking zeptoids you know integers and percentages and i'm like what is this dude's deal i feel like i'm in a math class so you know, and and that's where the game kind of falters because later in the story, where I am right now, it it just feels lackluster. Like, yes, the combat's there, and I have a lot of fun with it, but it, it's it's kind of like a Scarlet Nexus sort of thing here, where every time the story comes back, uh, it's just kind of like, uh, could I get back to like defeating <laughs> these monsters called the Noise, that kind of thing? So it. It is what it is what it is there. I, I'm hoping the game does well because the uh, like the combat's fun enough. And I think the theory is that these games are going to tie into Kingdom Hearts some way. I need to be prepared to have to be fun. So <laughs> you got to figure it out. Yeah, gotta I, be I, there. I, I got I got to push through it. So that way I don't get lost in the Kingdom Hearts lore. So we'll we'll <laughs> see. Game, but the game is so funny to me because it's one that's always intrigued me. But it's one that you always like don't play. <laughs> because <laughs> i've always like even the ones on ds i was like oh that could be interesting that looks fun but everybody's always been like yeah don't don't play those games just don't <laughs> yeah like get out while you can yeah is what, is what we're getting at i'm already deep in the hole so yep. i didn't get out fast enough with kingdom hearts so i got sucked into that i guess i shouldn't probably get sucked into this too 
Yeah, or or else you're gonna end up with like Kingdom Hearts three again. And I remember <sighs> you were kind of lesser on that yep. than I was. Yeah, so. agreed. Uh, last one I played was Lethal League Blaze. Um, that might be title of the year. Maybe we'll see. I, th- I think it is. <laughs> um, I'm playing it on Game Pass. So I'm playing on the Xbox. And let me just say this: I feel like this is a really good game, and okay. I don't know why it's good, but it is. Um, think of the art style of like a Jet Set Radio back in the day, Jet Grind Radio on like the Dreamcast. It's that okay. style of art. Um, even I think one of them, there is a guy who skateboards. Um, I think there's somebody on rollerblades as well, but at its heart, it is a fighting game. Um, you have characters that you pick, but you're not actually like hitting each other. You're hitting a ball that goes back and forth on the screen. Um, the more you hit it, you can put, uh, more speed on it. You can actually grab it and stop it and then hit it again to throw people off. Um, you can bunt it and just like stop its momentum. Um, It's just an interesting idea that I think is so much fun to play. Um, I don't know if it's going to take off because I literally haven't heard anything. I just saw it on the coming soon on Game Pass, and I usually download everything to try it. Um, So I cannot recommend this game enough, even if like I'm not a huge fighting game fan, but I have just been having a blast. So for sure, check that out. Lethal League Blaze, because I know you won't remember the name. Yeah, no, that's that's (laughs) one heck of a name. So I wouldn't surprise if I forget it. But that's what we want. That's what we played this week. Um, I I'm going to have to expand my horizons with games just because I don't think anything's coming out next week, which is yeah. rare. You can play so, some Lethal uh, League Blaze. Yeah, I might have to play some <laughs> Lethal League Blaze or just try try some different games in general. We'll see yeah. here. So we're going to move on to what we watched this week, which for me is going <laughs> to be Lockdown with the Grand Tour crew. Yes. And do Outer it. Banks. Do it. John B. Two. John <laughs> B, uh, the the John B season two is, is what it and is. And you have to be very careful because I haven't even started it yet. I plan on yeah. starting it tonight, but go ahead, give me your impressions on it without spoiling anything. For exactly. Me. See, I can absolutely do that. And hopefully next week I'll have it all done. Yeah. So we could just go full spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outer Banks season two is and I, I was telling you today, it, the story is so ridiculous that it's so much fun. Like there are if if you're a person that can just get lost in what's going on, like, yes, this the the show is kind of based in real world. But there are things that happen that you're just like, what? Why? <laughs> like, how did the, how they do this and that kind of thing? It's just really, really fun. And all the characters kind of get their like, I feel like uh, Pope didn't really get that big of a like story increase in season one. He was kind of a side character. He really shines this season. Same with Sarah. Same with like, I feel like they're taking this season to expand on a lot of the people because JJ was a big part of season one, uh, especially what was going on with his father. And he doesn't really get to shine as much in this, in this season, but that's because Pope takes the spotlight and Pope story storyline is really good. Um, I was immediately dragged into everything that was going on because it's just so weird. And you're there, you know, you're looking at the TV and you're like, why would you do this? Like, why would you kids go, go, go there by yourselves and that kind of thing? It's just like with no adults, but I guess that's the Pogue life. Yeah. And, uh, like your, your parents really don't have that much to do with it. You can just figure it out on your own. Tom B's and, got no parents. Exactly. <laughs> and, 
with that, you know, the story starts because it's separated. You have Sarah and John B., and then kind of the Outer Banks crew with J.J. Pope and I think they call her Key, but I think her name's Kiara or Kiara or something like that. But they all have these great relationships. And I have to say, like, the actors in this show are really good. Like, I know we all hate Rafe mm-hmm. after season one, but Rafe's like, I am drawn to his character because the actor plays him so well. And he is and he's every time he's on screen, I'm just like, what is this dude going to do? Because he's he's the loose cannon. And you also have Ward where the actor who plays him is really well, where he's having this internal struggle and the internal struggle only gets harder as he continues to go through. I just this Outer Banks season two, like you kind of had that build up with all the action because they started out with treasure and in season two here it picks right up on that action. So I will say like, it's been so long that you should definitely watch the recap to kind of, uh, that Netflix shows off to kind of show you where they are and where they're picking up and the important story threads that are coming along. But by the end of it, you're just like, by the end of like episode 10 on season two, you're just like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> like there's just, there, there are so many things going on. And I just I just can't wait to talk to you more spoilery about it. Yeah, because I have I have a feeling like if you're like me, it's going to be you watched five episodes and you're going to be like, wait, I just spent five hours of my life watching <laughs> outer, the, the Outer Banks. Yep. And John B, he's I think he's the pinnacle of humans. He I think be. he's he's got the chiseled jaw. He's always cool. He's got flowing hair that I wish I could pull off. You know, John B's everything. I'm not. So I. <laughs> I'll just praise John B as as a deity here. I I love his character. It's just so much fun. Yeah, I think we all have like the same feeling of kind of stumbling across the first season of Outer Banks and being like, oh, I guess I'll check this out. And then 10 hours later, you're like, why is this so good? Yeah, this has no business being this good, but it just sucks you in. So I have not started it yet, but I am excited to start it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to enjoy it. (laughs) Um, I also watched Lockdown as well, but uh, I'll go over it real quick. I did watch Fast Nine and Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Um. So Fast Nine, uh, more Fast and Furious. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. Without doing any type of spoilers, um, they are setting this up for the final trilogy. So they have said that ten and eleven are coming, but they that is it. Vin Diesel has said eleven will be the end. Um, they do a good job of bringing almost everybody in the universe back um, people you've been missing. Obviously in the trailers, you saw that Han was back who was supposed to be dead. Um, there's other people that we have not seen in a long time who show back up in this movie and have decently sized roles in the movie, which is nice. Um, it's to the point now where like you have to turn your brain off with these movies and just enjoy them for what they are because they are nowhere near realistic at all. They haven't been for what, six movies, seven movies. I think even this, <laughs> even the second one was not realistic at all. Not that yeah. the first one was, but at least it was grounded. Um, I have such a soft spot for these movies. So, of course, I thought Fast 9 was fantastic. But if you're not bought into the Fast and Furious saga, there's not anything here that's going to draw you in. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I understand people who don't. Uh, and then Jungle Cruise, which also came out this past week on disney plus if you're willing to throw thirty dollars 
um, or you could go see it in the theaters. Surprisingly good. It reminds me of when they did the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And you kind of went into it as like, why are they making a movie about a Disney ride? But then you came out being like, oh, that was actually pretty good. Same thing with Jungle Cruise. The Rock is good. Emily Blunt's fantastic. Um, the story is pretty good. Um, I have no complaints about it. I don't think it's going to end up on a list for me, um, but it's something that I watched and enjoyed. Don't know that I'll watch it again, but I would recommend. Cool. All right. All right. And cool. Lockdown. Lockdown. Uh, Let's do it. With the the uh, the the Grand Tour crew, mm-hmm. and like we we've talked about this before but like i love this crew so much like yep. when they stop doing this like i need to like host a memorial because <laughs> yeah. like this trio of people are just so much fun you can tell that they've been friends for like such a long time that when something happens they don't get angry with each other they bicker about it and it's like yep. the best sort of bickering like you can it's the kind of bickering that like you do with your best friends mm-hmm. and this is like a bunch of dudes with a ton of money that know a ton about cars and do these insane challenges that you know are going to end hilariously. Yep. And every time they do this, I'm like counting down the days for when <laughs> uh, for when the new special comes out. And this is no different. Um, I will admit sometimes I do admit I do miss like the flashiness mm-hmm. of what the like Grand Tour did and like the exotic cars they would bring in. I did like that. But it says a lot that the three, those three guys, you know, Jeremy Clarkson, uh, Hammond and uh, James May, James May, yep. all can bring you in without having to have these, you know, million dollar cars. But regardless, they have the million dollar cars and they're just so much fun. Yeah, it's um, it's insane what they do to each other. I've always loved that whenever one of them breaks down, they just leave them. Yeah, no, like, ah, whatever, I'm out of here. Uh, just the pranks, I think, is what kills me, like filling up the, uh, uh, the like his RV, his mobile home with water. James oh, Mays. man, that was so good. <laughs> like, it's just so such things that like things that you would do with your best friends if you had their money. A hundred percent. Like I would be doing this all the time. Um, but it's just the stuff that you can't script that they're just rolling off of each other and it just has worked so well for so many years. They are literally, you can't even say a national treasure. They're like a world treasure to everybody yeah. now. Yeah. It, I get that. Not a lot of people are going to like this just because they mm-hmm. are talking about cars a lot of the time, but like the cinematography is fantastic. Like they are driving through some really beautiful places yeah. and this one's no different because they're going into Scotland and that kind of thing. But like just some of the highlight moments for me are like they're driving these American cars and they're trying to figure out like the best American cars. And the fact that Hammond goes on a regular shooting weekend or attempts to and shows up like a full American, with like a fully <laughs> automatic rifle. Yep. I j- that got me. And I know it's scripted, yep. but it's hilarious because I didn't expect it from them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that. um uh, losing uh, the, one of their RVs, right? It just yeah. detaches and goes off into a bank. Insane. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of uh, them at the end, trying to get across the bridge. Hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love the little car derby that they had yep. between the USA and Russia or, or the USSR is what they yep. were doing. And the fact that like Clarkson's like stupid little beetle, yep. like made it to the end and was like, 
he he lasted the longest but that also meant his car was like the best worst so he finished last place yeah so he lost um yeah, yeah that was it's great i mean maybe it works well for us because like we have i have a lot of attachment to those cars they're terrible cars right like the, yeah the yeah. ones they picked for the american terrible cars i'm like man that it's so accurate because you would see those cars everywhere. You still do that minivan. I yeah. think everybody in America has probably know somebody or owned one at some point. Oh, we had one. We yeah. had that. We definitely had that minivan. <laughs> right. And I knew that thing was going to go down quick. Yep. <laughs> it's just, I don't know whatever it was about that minivan. Like it was, there was a millions of them everywhere. It was such a terrible car, but it didn't matter. Everybody owned it. So cause yeah. Cause you could shuffle all, you could shuffle 10 kids with all their football gear in it. Yeah. Yep. Remember that stuff. But yeah, like if like I said, and we said it before when they did the last thing, but like even though it's it, it's not so much a car show anymore as it is just watching three lifetime friends like have these adventures and ha make fun of each other and have fun with each other like it. Um, it it reaches like this point to me that like no other I feel like media is doing. Yeah. Like I feel like that I feel like you can't just make this stuff up. You can't just script three lifetime best friends together like these three are. Yep. And this is the kind of media that we don't get nowadays and every time I watch it like I laugh I laugh my ass off. Uh I enjoy everything that's going on and at the end it's just like I I feel in the end I feel like a warm fuzzy feeling but also sadness because I have to wait, you know, another year for another special. Yeah, these guys are getting paid to hang out and do what they would be doing anyway, I think is part of it. Yeah. Um, the the closest thing for me personally that I can think of is the Jackass crew. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people don't like Jackass, but like those guys are best friends hanging out, making fun of each other and, and pulling pranks on each other. It's stuff they would be doing if people weren't filming. So I think that just has, it makes it more endearing because you know that they're genuine. And the, yeah. these guys, these three are like some of the most genuine as far as in. I don't even really care that much about cars as much as I used to. But like, I'm still super sold on anything they do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can't, we can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Like I've these these like three and everything they did with Top Gear and the Grand Tour deserve everything that they have coming toward them. And I imagine they're getting paid very well. Oh, yeah. For all for all of this stuff. And. Amazon seems to be reaping in the benefits with these. For sure. Yep. Fantastic for them. I'm happy. But do uh, you have anything else to talk about here? No, I'm uh, out. That's it. All right. So that marks the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this far, and hopefully you enjoyed it. If you're interested in supporting us, uh, please listen to the podcast, share it with your friends. We have a Facebook, a Twitter, which I'm finally like really on my Twitter game on. I'm back in the Twitter sphere again. We have nice. an Instagram. We have a Twitch. I haven't done anything in a while because I'm trying to get my streaming like <laughs> set up to be better because it wasn't the best last time, but I'm hoping to be streaming soon again. It's just a matter of trying to get the cords to work with me because I'm losing connection on some stuff now. So that's the that's the bad point of moving. Things yeah. tend to degrade and you find new problems to deal with. So that's always yep. right now. So, yeah, thanks again for making it this far and we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Thank you.